Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 309, episode 3 of Dirty Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. What are we looking at? Oh, man. Uh, first, it's, I don't even know what the fuck, National Exascale Day. It's apparently about uh, the scientists who make breakthroughs, discoveries. But it's from the 10th century. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this one. But hey, I know what's Exist going on here. Still? International Legging Day, Broad yeah. Day USA, National No Beard Day. Shout out me who cannot grow no beard ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Medical Assistance Recognition Day. Shout out to all the medical assistants out there. National Chocolate Cupcake Day, Hagfish Day. And it says support your local chamber. Man, fuck your local chamber of commerce. Fuck your local chamber of <laughs> commerce day. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. Wait, Hagfish mm. get a day? Yeah. Yeah, deserve a day. Do they? Seen those damn Joey, things? everything gets a fucking day. Let me tell you. Okay. Everything I just, gets I guess a day. it's just hagfish feels like low on the priority list of things that should get days. I'm just hot take, I know. Oh yeah, no, I get it. I get it. We've celebrated Otherwise known things. As slime eels, occasionally snot snakes. Oh. I feel like what? whoever's coming up with nicknames for them maybe shouldn't go as hard on them, and then maybe we wouldn't need to give them a damn day. But yeah, Actually, this, yeah, you're right. This yeah, is a necessary this is the name. They're called I mean, hagfish. Hagfish is not a great name to start with, and then yeah, they're like, yeah. "Oh, you don't like hagfish? Okay, how about slimy old asshole? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it not no. that either. Okay, we'll go with snot snake. It does sound like they're being named by bullies." Yeah, I mean, what if they were called just like Gummy Buddies or something like that? And we'd all be celebrating <laughs> them. I'd, 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 love, I'd love Gummy Buddy Day. Apparently, Slip-o, like, pals. Apparently, their like slime was being like researched by the Navy because it was like such a strong, like stronger than nylon. But hey, then how would you sell nylon? So they probably Slidey guys. That. Shout out so to I, Dupont. So okay, so I've switched on this. I'm glad Hagfish have a day, but I think they got Thank a real you. PR problem. I think yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. They talk to you in the in your sleep, sitting on a shelf. They creep me out. I do not trust these dolls with bones. 
Doll bones, doll bones, doll bones, doll bones. Ooh. I'm begging of you, please don't take my bones. Uh, that is courtesy of Dot Decoy Decoy on the Discord. And we've got some new lore, courtesy of this song in the expanded Bones and Doll cinematic universe. Yeah. The bones that they, the doll, the dolls with bones, they get their bones from taking your bones. Which I, that makes sense now. Very only, scary. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna have the AI write a movie about that now. And their bones are their money. <laughs> anyway, it's okay for me to <laughs> reference. I think you should leave. I think I'm, I'm gonna say it's okay. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles Gray, aka I astral project myself away sometimes. I'm like Mayo. Best foods, mayo. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Blinky Heck for that dynamite Teo Cruz, a.k.a. Talking about Mike Pence, who likes to astrally project himself out of conf- uh, confrontation. And, <laughs> and his yeah, favorite anyway. food is definitely mayo. Like, he's oh, yeah. the only person with a with a worse answer to what is your favorite meat. Like, yeah. the, you know, Romney was, it, my favorite meat is hot dog. His would be mayo somehow is his would, favorite And meat. he would probably be like, Oh, I like to eat it like how uh, Winnie the Pooh eats honey. Just a big old <laughs> pot of it, and I just scoop it out into my mouth. <laughs> yeah. He gets in like a wrestling onesie or something, just lays down a, a mat, and yeah, he goes to he's, town. Yeah, like a Dexter kill room. Yeah, exactly. And his wife's like, oh, honey, you, get, you having dinner early tonight? <laughs> Going into the Mayo Dexter kill room. Yeah. Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat. Yes. A voice you've already heard from a brilliant mm-hmm. TV writer, performer, who's written on shows for Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, DreamWorks, is a writer and producer on the Netflix animated series Spirit Rangers, which dropped its second season earlier this year, uh, has season three dropping in 2024. Hey. Also the creator of the brilliant web series Gone Native, which we will link off to in the footnotes. Let it go. is a must watch. Please welcome back to the show, the hilarious, the talented Joey Clift. Joey! Hey, everybody. I'm a Joey Clift. I'm uh oh god oh shit yeah, I come on yeah, yeah I am really I'm on world. a trip I'm fantastic <laughs> podcast guest uh, okay so it's always whenever I guest on this show I always podcast forget tastic. that you do yeah I always forget that you do the song parody thing so there's always a panic 30 seconds where I'm like oh shit what's a popular song we don't always do it we just like to yeah we Some we people, look for when the person looks especially like they would not do well with the challenge, and then we sing the song to really fucking freak you out. Okay, <laughs> so. I promise. The next time I'm gonna like produce something, I'm gonna have a drop. I'm gonna have a beat. I'll be ready next okay. time. Zeke, okay, hit Joey yeah. up. Help, help Joey out with a with a song for next time. Yeah, yeah. Is it lift, clift, sift, rift? Yeah, we mm. got a few. Yeah, those are pretty much all the words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drift. Yeah. What Said else? A, what else? <laughs> Joey Clifton. Yeah, I, re- I literally just panicked Spliff. and Googled popular songs and was just like, oh, okay, what can I do? Well, okay, okay, uh, uptown fuck, funk. Oh, fuck, okay, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Uh, Joey Clift funks you up. Joey Clift funks you up. Okay, does that work? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my brain for thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, uh, Daft Punk's get lucky. Can I do anything with that? <laughs> up all night to get. Joey. Joey. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I mean, there you go. It's shit writes itself. Yeah. How, how are you doing, Joey? How have you been? Uh, yeah, I'm doing so good. Uh, yeah, I got to say, um, this has been a really fun year for me. I 
got really into uh, like personal training. Like I got a personal trainer back in January to get in shape for my first and only pro wrestling match in March. What? <laughs> and uh, I did not win the match, but it was very fun. But basically, I basically I've been doing this uh, this battle with myself over the past year to try to not make fitness my whole personality. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I've been losing. Like I was like I feel like whenever I talk to friends on the phone now, I have to call them while I'm on a treadmill getting my steps in or something sure. like that. Yeah. Wow. And you are, you, you are in a dead sprint as we record. This. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you're, yeah, like, I'm, you're I'm definitely lung capacity I'm a, is wild. Yeah, I'm in a dead sprint <laughs> and I'm lifting a 500 pound weight over my head while yeah. I'm talking yeah. to this microphone. With a 70 pound <laughs> yeah. lead vest on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, so it's are you, when you said you, wait, you, so you were in a, what, dial this back. So you're in a wrestling <laughs> match and you're like, shit, I got to get ready. Like, were you packing on like pounds or you're just like, I want to just have the performative strength to get through the wrestling match? Like, we're, 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 what, what? Oh. Okay. So, so it was a little bit of both. Like, I, the match was in March and I knew in late March and I knew that the match was going to happen in January. So I guess that like, I really wanted, I didn't want what was funny about the match to be me being extremely out of shape and skinny. <laughs> like, like, I didn't want somebody to like, I didn't want to walk into the ring and people to be like, oh, he might kill Someone plays you a know? sad yeah. trombone yeah, as you take yeah, your yeah, yeah, robe totally, totally. off. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure, for sure. And there was yeah. a robe. I definitely spent way too much money and time on entrance gear and ring gear. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I would spend all of my money on So that, I started yeah. working with a personal trainer to like, um, you know, like I put on probably about 20 pounds of like, you know, weight, muscle oh, and shit. stuff like that. Damn. And then, um, you know, just like increased strength and stuff like that. Basically just to not look like the frail writer that I am 90% of my life. Right, right. And what would you, how would you describe your physique now? You've gone from frail writer to... Oh, so uh, I would say you can definitely see me in this Zoom. I'm very Schwarzenegger-esque. I'm taking up the yeah. whole frame. Do yeah. not have a neck anymore. I miss yeah. being able to turn my head. <laughs> <laughs> you found no. a big gap in between your teeth to be like early Arnold? Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say that my, my physique right now is like fine. And I'm, and I'm working very hard for it to be just okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, well, that's amazing. Do you yeah. use the word macros frequently when talking to yes, people? Yes, and I hate it. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Like, so, I'm to the point where I'm very opinionated about brands of, like, protein shake and Greek yogurt. Okay. Like, it's the worst. So what I are, never got to mac macros. I don't, I don't know. And I, I, I'm trying not to learn. I think but I hear it all the time and I just have to be like, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. OK, so macros, it's just like basically uh, like my personal trainer sends me macros. It's basically like here's how many calories you should every day. Here's how much protein. Here's how many carbs. Here's how much fat and all that. Stuff. Oh, it's not a and substance. It's, <laughs> and it's consumed my life. Yeah. Wait, it's not like from the macrodamia nut. <laughs> oh, I mean, look, it could be. I mean, look, macadamia. It's not the rival to micro machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Macro machines, just yeah. huge machines, <laughs> just giant machines, machines that are big. Now, uh, you know, micro machines presupposes macro machines. I'm just yeah. saying, who are the Ed Wizards who came uh -huh. up with this? All right, Joey, <laughs> uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to check in with the state of Congress and the speaker gavel, all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden finally took some action and arrested Jewish protesters calling for a ceasefire. Mm. We'll talk about the BBC setting a record for the most half-assed correction for Islamophobic coverage. We will talk about Bent Key, a new bizarro Disney Plus for right-wingers. That name, too. Oof. I know, right? Yeah, that's got to be a dog whistle for something, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Like, what, <laughs> what like, does that mean? Like, for, like, a latchkey kid who's, like, breaking out? Like, what? 
why is the key bent? Like I, ha- I haven't figured it out yet, and we've yeah. got a team working working on it around the clock. Yeah, maybe they misspelled Bentley. Yeah, yeah <laughs> could <know>. be. <laughs> All of that, plenty more. But first, Joey, we do like to ask our guest, "What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are or where you're at?" Okay, so aside from constantly Googling macros and conservative protein, I would say, uh, so I live in Los Angeles and a lot of my friends are, you know, actors and writers. So my Google search history is honestly a lot of me Googling my friends' names to make sure I'm spelling their names correctly. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a lot of like, oh, my friend's on a podcast. I want to send them a text and say like, hey, blah, blah, blah. But like, wait, how do you spell their first name? I'll just Google them. They're on TV. Eric, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's Eric. But is it with a C or a K? A K. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You never know. You never yeah. know. Impossible to know. I sometimes have to, my dad has a Wikipedia page and I will check his birth year uh, frequently on there because I, I can never remember how old he is. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's, and I think I, the fact that he had, he's had a Wikipedia page for the past, you know, since Wikipedia was a thing has made it so that I just never had to learn. And so, yeah, yeah, I got to say, like having a Wikipedia page is the nicest thing that you can do for your friends, because like, hey, I've done the exact same thing of just like, okay, when is my friend's birthday? Exactly. Were they born again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I never read beyond the birthday, so I don't know shit about him, to be honest. It's the wrong guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what? Yeah, man. Damn, you're looking great for 346. (laughs) I fucking looked up the wrong one again. Yeah, you're a a French philosopher from the 19th century, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What is something you think is overrated? So uh, something that I think is overrated is pretty much everything that came out of the Italian Renaissance. I mean, (laughs) you think about it, the Mona Lisa, just a painting of some lady. Mm -hmm. Parachutes were invented in the Renaissance. Hey, maybe just get better at flying. Yeah. Also, Christopher Columbus, uh, F that guy. He was just good at getting lost places. (laughs) (laughs) And then being like, it's exactly the place I was looking for, actually. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. So what a what a what a trash artistic period. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Generally, the flying machines that they went with and died trying out are are very stupid. Like the the amount of misses and just embarrassing attempts that happened throughout really puts puts into perspective anybody from that that we want to call a genius <laughs> come on we're like yeah from our perspective we have supersonic flight yeah <laughs> nice try with your ornithopter yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yo did da vinci have an ipod i don't yeah. think so <laughs> yeah exactly. call me when you invent metallica that's for right sure, dude. <laughs> metallica. Yeah. And their music was weak, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, Luke. did you... Okay, so this is, this is a little bit off topic. Uh, did y'all know that Metallica made a third Unforgiven song? There was like Unforgiven 1 and Unforgiven 2, which are these famous like metal songs. They made an Unforgiven 3 in like 2008. And like oh, I listened no. to it, and it's awful. It is the worst song I've ever heard in my life. What I stopped it? at Unforgiven 1. I didn't even know about Unforgiven 2. No, Unforgiven like 1 is like a good song. Unforgiven 2 is like, I think, around the same ballpark area of the second Unforgiven. But Unforgiven 3, which happened, which came out in 2007, is not good. Like what At that point, just like, were they, you think they were just fighting that itch to be like, we got to make it a trilogy, man. <laughs> you can't just leave yeah, it yeah, with yeah. some two-work two act. This is a fucking three-parter. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. People, we really left people hanging after Unforgiven Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Or one, like sure. <laughs> yeah, the crowd is just begging right. for it. Hey, man, when we're we gonna get Whoop? There it is, too. <laughs> yeah, like, like, with like a uh, Adams family or something involved. Yeah, yeah. Whoop the Adams family. Yeah, there it is. I, I think more songs have, I would say, narrative loose ends that need to be tied up in a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is that like when your song has a sequel, you know that you have like it, it feels like they went very corporate and like like started there's like a marketing part of their brain that took mm-hmm. over and was like involved in and they're like, well, what if we made a part two of this song? Like, cause are there other famous songs with sequels that are just like this song part two? Okay, so like the police had a song called Synchronicity, and they also released a Synchronicity too. Okay, I mean, but yeah, it's like there's not like a yeah, like whoop, there it is too. Would be I would love that. That would be great. We were just talking about how they did do that, but they yeah, did yeah, it yeah. for a movie. So yeah. for a movie sequel. Yeah. So just like yeah. who let the dogs out? The prequel. Yeah, <laughs> there was Jeff, the guy who let the dogs <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, it's called, it's called <laughs> it Jeff let the dogs out. <laughs> oh man! No, Jeff really let the dogs out. Yeah. Wow, okay. Jay-Z <laughs> had a sequel to Excuse Me, Miss. That was, like, informally called Excuse Me, Miss Again. That was on the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's so, like, there's remixes, there's Jay-Z, right? Really remixes are good, but, like, they, but they was, yeah, are pretty yeah. upfront about the fact that they are just, like, taking a previous thing and mixing it up. That It's not a new creation. I don't know. Yeah. The, Metallica seems like... Like I, re- I really like uh, the Beach Boys, and like there's this like battle between Brian Wilson and Mike Love at like during the key point of their career, and like Brian Wilson made pet sounds, and it didn't sell that well, and Mike Love was like, "See, like I knew you, you're an idiot. You didn't know what you were doing," and like kind of used that to like rest control, and like Mike Love's thing was always like, people just want to hear us sing about like babes and surfing and <laughs> right. like fast cars dude like and like i feel like metallica had that similar thing where like they had two wolves inside them to make it metallica as fuck and like one of them was like we're operating off a spreadsheet and and the spreadsheet guy won when they went to therapy as a band <laughs> right <laughs> yeah they were like we can be mad or we can make money what right. does everybody want yeah 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 <laughs> What is something that you think is underrated? Okay, so this is going to be a very hot take, but candy corn is a very underrated candy. I know okay. that Halloween's just uh, around the corner. I know. I can see the looks on your faces. You immediately were like, not this guy. You've gone and <laughs> fucking done it, Joey. Yeah, Go I know. On. It's Go just like, on. look, the internet really shits on candy corn, but I'm going to say I've never turned down a good candy corn. I'm always so excited about candy corn. Whenever Halloween comes around and I get like, you know, like, I'm following my macros. I'm trying to be careful. But like candy corn for me is worth having like a cheap meal over. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a good. It's just like, how do you describe the just, taste? Uh, yeah, what's the say, flavor of candy? Corn? How would you? Uh, yeah, someone that likes it. How would you describe it? Some, okay, what is, someone so, call it like vanilla butter. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, nice. honestly, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just it's saying like I like vanilla. vanilla I like flavor. butter. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's just like hardened frosting. It's for sure. All artificial flavor, but like I kind of like it. It's a good. I love frosting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, also, I gotta we, say, man, producer, I'm, producer, uh, producer Victor in the chat uh, just posted 
thank you as if I'm a hero who finally said, who finally had the, the, the courage to say to what we've all been thinking. Because yeah. we've been so hostile, especially me. I cannot hide my hostility towards can't. I just fucking don't understand. Every time I eat, I'm like, this is boring. I don't like it. This is how you know, know like, it's in the zeitgeist. We talked about it yesterday. And yeah. now we're, we're back. <laughs> like, I, look, I just think candy corn, it's like a it's like a top tier Halloween candy for me. Bottom tier is for sure. Like I would say either Smarties or those like peanut butter things that are wrapped in like wax paper. It's yeah. like it's like lazy taffy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah peanut butter yeah, taffy. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. that is taffy based that is not fruit flavored, but is like peanut butter or cho- like Tootsie Rolls. I'm not a fan of like, I don't I don't want taffy that is anything other than tart fruit flavored. Mm. But candy corn is not does not fall into that category for me. Candy corn is its own thing, which I I think you h- hit the nail on the head that it really is just hardened frosting, which I will. I love frosting. Yeah, I love frosting. I love frosting. (laughs) Give me more frosting. Yeah. What if it was what if it was denser? What if frosting was dense? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) It used to be called chicken feed. I didn't know that. (laughs) That was its that was its initial name product name in the late 1880s. I'm really curious to see what would happen if you'd feed that to a chicken. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they will die instantly. (laughs) 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 Or they would be awesome. Just, you know, it was only two options. The chicken becomes incredible. What are, what are your feelings on the pumpkins, Joey? Uh, so just pumpkins as a whole or the pumpkin candy? Oh, the like pumpkin, pumpkin. The can, like they are sometimes found with candy corn. They are basically the same thing as candy corn, but more orange, candy like pumpkin. a little bit more unnatural because they're like really bright orange and green. Okay, good. If you were asking about pumpkin, the 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 squash based vegetable, my response would be fuck them. Uh, <laughs> pumpkins are fine. Um, I fucking yeah. hate gourds. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so I'm gonna say like now that I'm thinking about it, I think that look, if I have like a thing, if I have like a pile of candy corn and a pile of candied pumpkins, I'm gonna go for that candy corn every time. Mm, but if there's a yeah, table with like candied pumpkins on it and no candy corn, I'm probably gonna have a couple candied pumpkins. It's yeah. like. It's probably it's like half half a step below, but it like scratches a similar itch. Yeah, right. The yeah, they're they're just they're they're very similar, but there's something I lo- I love about the pumpkins, like the the having that much of it together in a ball, like really solidifies. Like, yes, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, this I is horrible just... and sinful. I think it's just the answer. I think the question is, how much hard frosting do you want? Yeah. And give it all. Yeah. No, 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 Are you convinced, Miles? (laughs) (laughs) Have we won you over? I'm just looking at the pictures, and I don't know what. I have to, like, go to therapy, back to therapy, and figure out what, why I'm so upset at these things. Like, because now I'm like, I don't know if this is even healthy. Like, am I, do I just hate it because of an, I'm going to try it again. I do it every year because enough people come on the show and they're like, no, it's, I mean, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then I eat them like, this is, I just don't, I don't know. But don't they know. are saying it as an underrated thing. Most people hate it, Miles. And so you should, if you don't like it, I don't feel like you need to. No, uh, everyone it. in yeah. the mainstream is saying this is the way to go. So I got to <laughs> do it or I will be fucking alienated. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely have not invited you to parties because I thought you wouldn't like the candy corn there. So yes, right. and that's and I respect that. I respect that. Yes. I respect that. 
Ooh, I'm looking at just Googling candy corn, seeing some candy corn on the cob possibilities oh, here. What? I'm not sure what the cob is made out of. Hopefully not just like Play-Doh, but <laughs> <laughs> that that's really fun. I'm not well, sure if I want that much candy corn, <laughs> but like it does, it is a little enticing. Yeah. Just by the time you're done, like your front five teeth are all just rotted out of your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I can't imagine. One thing I will say, I there's something about the coloring of the original candy corn that is appealing to me more than there. There are some like I've seen rainbow candy corn. Leave that shit at home. Like leave that for the fruit candies. Like I, the the yellow orange white combo is what I think what candy corn was intended to be. Yeah, I feel like multicolored candy corn. Uh, stop trying to hide what you are. We know you're yeah. candy corn. Yeah, and like the there's also a brown one that I think is like trying to pretend that it's got a chocolate something or other. And that's also stop trying to live a lie. You are candy corn. You have very specific colors. Yeah, and be proud of yourself. Some people love you for that. Okay, <laughs> I that that's me. I love you for yes, that candy and I'm corn. With you. Yeah. Yes. Is can candy corn is not your favorite candy though, right? Like, nah. Okay, so candy corn, candy corn's not my favorite candy. I think it's probably one of my favorite Halloween specific candies. Yeah, I would say. Okay, so my favorite candy is. I, th I think it's a tie between like York peppermint patties, wow. and th this might have been a regional candy. But do you know Sixlets? No, you just so made it's, that it's up. basically like <laughs> yeah, I just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically like it's basically like gas station M and M's. It's M and M's you can pretty much only buy from a gas station. I do oh, know yeah. these. They come, they yeah. come in these little tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More yeah, yeah. round balls per M and M. Yeah, you right? can also yeah you can also buy them. You can buy them in like a carton, like a carton of milk, but a carton of sixlets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, they're just like perfectly rounded instead of being lentil shaped. And yeah, they have more, there's more candy shell per like chocolate and they're really, they're really nice. I, I love a six lit. Great. Yeah, pool. yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Miles is just fuming right I'm, now. No, I just had to do a thing to be like candy corn racism. And yeah, probably exists. There's probably a thing piece about that. To hate you. Uh, and I'm reading all about like how like the sugar market being disrupted by World War One led to like a rise in candy. I'm gonna come back with a take down of candy corn, <laughs> folks. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be our whole Thursday or our whole Friday episode. Is yeah, just that. Yeah. Oh wow, you know why? Maybe this is might be ingrained in me. So back in like when the the candy industry was like coming, you know, like around the 20s and stuff. The, this is from NPR. The candy market was a racially differentiated one. The more expensive varieties, such as hand-dipped chocolate bonbons, were aimed at young white women and middle-class children. The cheap stick candy, meanwhile, was targeted at African-American and immigrant Irish and Chinese children. Mm. So, interesting. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, so they were feeding us the candy corn because it was the, sh the cheap shit, which is why I like the chocolate because I want access to what the middle-class white children had, I think. Maybe that's what I'm feeling. Wait, what's the cheap stick candy that that's candy corn i think they're talking about like stuff that is like the like the lollipops and shit. Just stuff that was like pressed out like just sugar hardened sugar was like mm. more like like or like a you know a fucking what's like a lollipop kind of thing so candy corn is for the people yeah probably like your sugar saying. babies and your sugar daddies and stuff like that it says oh, no race it. creed or color in candy's appeal irish chinese and negro lads snapped as one of san francisco's candy day like uh, snap as one. What? Oh, okay, snap so, as one. Okay, oh, okay, so, okay, take so, a picture of. 
Yeah. So my my uh, okay. So my my take on that is, oh yeah, that's awful. But also just like, oh, there's no native people in that picture, and that makes me feel not included. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We're all losing. That's what I'm saying. We're all yeah, yeah, losing. Yeah. We're all like, losing. Why isn't a representation of my people in this weird racist in this racist, racist candy photograph? Ad, candy ad, yeah. <laughs> we were usually always part of turn of the century racist ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about some news. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And Miles. Yep. You, our 
our resident speaker of the house watcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James just, Colville. Oh man, we got one Did, that guy would lower his snake nipple <laughs> and we're replacing him. Kevin McCarthy with another another creature of the the swamp that might be lower than snake nipples. I don't even wow. know the lower than worm nipples. I guess. Okay. But, yeah. So last time we checked, no one was even getting close to the 217 votes needed to get the speaker's gavel. But that was kind of before the mag machine kind of fully turned on over the weekend where they started bullying moderates. So like Sean Hannity was like just browbeating over the airwaves, uh, like Jordan, Jim Jordan allies, like because he kind of wants to be speaker, started pulling people aside and, you know, just fucking beating them down in person. Be like, you really need to fucking vote for Jim Jordan. Don't be a fucking her. Oh, so he's the he's the MAGA choice. He's now emerging yeah. as the MAGA king. Okay. And and this is ta- like and going to people that like have said from the beginning, like I would never vote for this guy. People mentioned, you know, last week that he's an insurrectionist. True. That he has no care for reproductive rights. True. Uh, That he's not a serious politician. Also true. But it seems like some of the moderates, a.k.a. coward racists, were willing to block his confirmation for someone that made the party look slightly like less clownish. Um, But sadly, we're talking about, you know, Republicans and their faux mag or fear of MAGA. I just coined Mm. that is getting the best of them. And right now, it looks like Jordan is now only dealing with around 10 holdouts, but that's still enough to block him. As of this recording, I don't know what is going to happen. There was one round of voting, and Jim Jordan did not come close. And everyone's like, oh, oh, I don't know why you went and took it to a vote. So, But he can also do the Kevin McCarthy thing, the very brave thing, which is to force another vote until people tire and eventually um, do it. But, oh, wait. According to this one, now there are 20 holdouts. Wait, versus the 10. holdouts went up? Yeah. Yeah, no, they yeah, went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they were from 10 to 20. So I think that the I think the betting spread was like people thought there were only going to be like six or seven holdouts or something like that. Yeah. But for there, there'd be 20. It's like McCarthy, his first round of votes had 19 holdouts. So Jim Jordan's doing worse than McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's and McCarthy was like historically futile. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize that they could just. They could do what police do when they're trying to get a confession out of like innocent people is right. just like keep keep them there and be like you all oh, you can go home. All you have to do is just, just say yes. Yeah, just sign just, this and say yay. When they call your name, say Jordan. Okay. Right. Okay. So uh, what I think is really funny is I was actually I was watching the vote uh, before we started recording, and uh, there's so much more applause than I thought that there would be in speaker yeah. votes. It was like when Jim Jordan, they called Jim Jordan's name and he said, I vote for Jim Jordan. Everybody applauded. Yeah. Hakeem Jeffries was like, I'm voting for Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah. It's just like, that's my guy. You know? Yeah. 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 Like I think when McCarthy voted for Jim Jordan, everybody was like, yeah, we did it. As they're down 20 points, you know? Right. There was a moment where I think Don Bacon, who's a Republican, he actually voted for, he, he, he voiced support for McCarthy because he's always been team McCarthy. And then this was on Fox News and Brian Kilmeade was on a hot mic and he's like, fucking, he called my dumb ass. <laughs> well, really? play this cool. one because it kind of gives you an idea of like the tension as they take these votes. Wait, so who's Kilmeade's guy? Bacon. McCarthy. McCarthy. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> dumbass. They're, Love they're it. all in. They want the MAGA guy. You know what I mean? Oh, he voted for McCarthy. All right, no, got, I mean, well, I mean, Kilmeade as a pundit is always going to be Team MAGA. So if 
if right yeah. now all of the their overlords are whispering sweet nothings into their ear to be like it's it's got to be Jordan, then that's what the that's what the media will do. Wow. And so once once one of these people is voted in, then they'll be able to do extend like actual the, vote on bills, extend the government. Yeah. yeah fund the bills, government to avoid another shutdown potentially yeah. in mid-November and along with a ton of other like, you know, just things we call legislation. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, they're just going to be, I think, just hammering all day away being like, can we get Jim there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the thought of like when there are future votes like. There's a lot of people like a lot of Republicans that said, like, OK, we don't like him, but like we'll give him the first vote. And if he's close, we'll keep voting for him. But like this, this, I think, actually happened with McCarthy, where it's like once you start to lose any support or people think that you're weak, he's going to like probably start to lose a lot more votes. You yeah, know? exactly. Wow. You Because do, you don't want to be seen like you're you're caping for the dying brand. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. It's like I'll give you one. And it's like if that works out, sure. But like if you fail more than once, why would I keep voting for you? <laughs> right. right. Why do we think there's like so few pol like politicians who have any like promise or, you know, like we, we, we've talked about this earlier with Democrats and how like as people are talking about like maybe they should have a different candidate like besides Biden since Biden's so old. But then like the options are fairly limited. Right. And like si similarly here, it feels like it's just there's not there's like the big stars that everybody's been paying attention to but then it's it's pretty like sparse down below to the point that like jim jordan is the is their number one option i mean is there like a unifying like, theory of like why this is so fucked well he is like the the darling of like the far right within the house okay so, so he is popular. he's yeah, yeah he's, he's one of the holdouts his... with like matt gates and you know kind of like those folks okay. yeah and so, like, he has, like, he's got the MAGA cred. And that's what I think keeps a lot of moderates sort of off balance because, like, you have people who are, like, truly last week were like, I'll never vote for him. That over the weekend something happened. They're like, I think that he is the one who could unify the party. You're like, what the fuck? Are you being held at gunpoint? It's like, well, yeah, no. I changed my mind. I love him. I love <laughs> him so much. So it's just the Republicans being split. And not like, that's why there's been such difficulty yeah. getting a speaker. It's not like, oh, there's just it's, like nobody for anybody to. Well, unite I think behind. it's like. It's their split and they have like such a small majority of only like, I think, three they can or only four. Lose four votes. Yeah, they can yeah. only lose if, four if votes. The Democrats vote. And Got like it. the Republican Party is just it's just so like, the you know, there's moderate folks and there's like MAGA folks. And it's like what each side, what, what even within the Republican Party, different people want is like so different. Yeah. So yeah. it's like hard to get, you know, 217 or whatever the number was people to like agree on anything, um, especially when you only have like three or four votes on either side that you can kind of lose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, like why, which is why McCarthy had to literally give up everything to get yeah, yeah. and be like, fine, man, if you don't fucking like me, you can fucking vote me out, dude. Fuck, I'll fucking do anything, man. <laughs> yeah, please. And that's and that's like, okay. how he got it. You know, Jim Jordan isn't really willing to do that. So we're just starting like if if there's going to be like a hard line like that. I don't I don't start it back at one. Yeah, exactly. You know who I think should be Speaker of the House? Hmm. Us. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I, I don't want to do that job. <laughs> that job sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. I would break the fucking gavel, though. Like, if that, if, uh, that you guy know, tried, McHenry, man. McHenry, like, he smashed the shit out of it. I'll be like, let me show you how to really rock this fucking thing. <laughs> explode it. Be like, fuck yeah, a German. <laughs> Get a trick gavel so it, like, just explodes into a cloud of smoke. <laughs>
I mean, that'd be yeah, and I have like sick. on my face too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a, it has a big acne sign on the side of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, that's the trick gavel. It's like the gavel's filled with TNT. <laughs> <laughs> Over uh, in the executive branch, uh, Joe Biden has finally taken action and is demanding that people get off his lawn. On Monday, there was a major protest in D.C. urging Biden to call for a ceasefire in Gaza, uh, led by If Not Now and Jewish Voice for Peace. And it included uh, character actor Wallace Shawn, among others. And yeah. After congregating in front of the White House, blocking several entryway, they were arrested by the Secret Service. And yeah, well, yeah, it's we're seeing this all over the world where you're seeing yeah. protesters who are like trying to call for an end to violence, you know, just getting absolutely brutalized or rounded up and thrown into police vehicles. Yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, it's interesting to see where this goes now, because now Biden is going to be in Israel today, uh, Wednesday. uh, And a lot of people are waiting to see, like, what he's going to say, because he's been pretty clear. He's like, yeah, whatever they want, you know, what up if that includes genocide, I guess I'll, I'll kind of write a tweet that says, like, let's think of the innocence. And then I won't really say much more forceful after that. So yeah. A lot of people are looking to see if he was if he's going to grant these people in Gaza humanity in his public remarks and see what actually happens in, you know, the course of his discussions with Netanyahu. And that has yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. I think this whole situation is just a level of fucked that it's hard for me to comprehend just how fucked it is. It's like, do y'all remember magic eye pictures where it's yeah. like a blurry image where you focus on it? And for me, when you focus on it, it just gets blurrier. And, you know, I'm aware that some pe- magic eyes work for some people. But I they didn't, work they for didn't me. yeah, they did not for me. So th- this is my this this whole thing is my magic eye. Yeah, it, it's I mean, it's it's really disorienting, right? Because yeah. on one side, you're like, oh, yeah, you can't fucking just cut off people's food, water, electricity, bomb indiscriminately and not call that a genocide. And right. then but then you have a lot of the things that are reflected back to you in the media are like. Nope, this is the only way to do it. It's the only way. It's the only way you can end Hamas is to just basically kill half of the people or at least destroy half of Gaza. Punish civilians for. Yeah. yeah, And I think that's what's like really interesting to see now where you have so many people protesting and wanting to get the, the United States government to like use its leverage as this world superpower to like end the violence and. All we're seeing now is like, you know, more warmongering and like talking about like, you know, people making eyes at Iran now and being like, well, what are they? What if they what if we got to do something about that? Like we're we're doing this all over again. Like we're taking we're we're doing 9-11 again all over very quickly. And I'm really it's yeah, just it's just alarming to see like how no one is really realizing how we're just going to bumble our way into global catastrophe if. If this doesn't if this doesn't end, if the violence doesn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah, the the fact that it, these are Jewish led groups that are being hauled away by the Secret Service should make it pretty clear that the U.S. government's unwavering support for Israel is not that has nothing to do with supporting Jewish people. And, you know, in no, New York, they're literally arresting rabbis and descendants of Holocaust survivors because they are protesting 
Israeli Well, military. Jack, they were told it was an illegal, they were told this was an illegal gathering and they were right. warned and they didn't move. So that's why it had to happen. These people are, you know, it's, it's just saddening too, because you see a lot of these Jewish protesters and they're like, please don't weaponize what has happened to our people or recently in Israel to then go on another military campaign that is just going to put more lives at risk for for everyone involved and yeah. you see how like even the talk like you know people are like what about the united states role in all this and it's like yeah what the fuck uh, right so what is joe biden gonna do because you think and i said this on the trending weekend trending episode it doesn't make anyone safer it doesn't make americans safer it's just going to create more hatred uh more bloodshed, and, yeah yeah, and it's and it's going to manifest in all kinds of ways. It's not like again, it's not this, this shit doesn't end neatly if Gaza is flattened, right? Like the, to, to the contrary, that is going yeah. to that is going to create more feelings of anger towards the United States and other people who are backing, you know, this like like you know, in the siege of Gaza. And I think that's where I get very concerned too with you know how quickly like. You know, we're seeing the government like ignore the pleas of people because that, um, at the end of the day, like people have protested against the war and it hasn't really, you know, doesn't quite sway the state. Um, but yeah, we're just moving more military infrastructure to the region, like saying, like, don't fucking anybody else try shit because we're here. And right. all it's going to take are a couple things to go left. And then, you know, who knows where, you know, where, where this leads to militaristically. Yeah, yeah it's like a very I... dangerous moment. Well, yeah, for sure. And it's like, I guess that what really gets me is I feel like there's so many innocent people like really on both sides that are just like so fucked by this situation. And it's yeah. just, yeah, completely. Just yeah. The <laughs> people, the Israeli people, like we said before, they're going to like, like any nation that has to deal with this kind of stuff will bear the brunt of their yeah. country's foreign policy. And right, right. now, yeah. the policy of destroying Gaza does not make the people of Israel safer. safer. No. And it and again, for the people of America, like I said, our names are all over the munitions that are being used on Gaza. Right. And that has to be taken into consideration. There's no like that's that's, you know, if you're just thinking very narrowly about like, what does it mean for America? This is this is real bad PR for America, to put it yeah. in a, a simple way for yeah. people to understand. Usually to not... a country with great PR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, which yeah. is wild, too, because we're seeing now, too, like the rest of the world trying to be like, yeah, man, f the fucking U.S. has been fucking around forever. Yeah. And that like those sentiments will have a way of evolving and uh, turning into all kinds of other things. So, yeah, it's just a, you know, and we're doing that while the media is really doing a disservice to people by not reporting things as they are and just kind of like getting caught up in the warmongering that's coming out of like the heads of state. Yeah. On the media side, it does. It's it's like a step back from where things were at first a little bit, but not not by much like the I, I feel like it can best be summed up by that BBC you know, apology clip where they the BBC referred to all protesters in the UK advocating for Palestinian lives as Hamas supporters. Yeah. And they caught a bunch of highly justified shit for that. And so the BBC uh, issued an on-air apology that lasted a whopping 20 seconds. And yeah, here, we'll play it. It's yeah, let's just play it. Now, before we go, earlier on BBC News, we reported on some of the pro-Palestinian demonstrations at the weekend. 
We spoke about several demonstrations across Britain during which people voiced their backing for Hamas. We accept that this was poorly phrased and was a misleading description of the pro-Palestinian demonstrations. Now, here's the weather. Oh, yikes. Jesus Christ. That's, yeah, a fucking, that's not an edit. That's, that's a George edit, Bush. Now watch yeah. this drive. Now watch this drive. Yeah. Well, I think that's something that's really frustrating about, you know, this aside from, you know, literally everything that's happening is that you can feel the propaganda spin from like every aspect of what's happening. Like I went to school for journalism and, you know, in journalism school, you learn a lot about, you know, how to source facts and how to look for unbiased reporting. And this past week has really felt like you know, even normally kind of trusted news sources, social media, you know, pretty much everything has such a crazy level of spin to it. And it's all like so blatant and just out in the open yeah. that I just don't even have any idea what an unbiased news source is on this stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the like, you know, if you're if you just want to dr- dig through like data, then trust like the NGOs that are, you know, doing humanitarian work. I, they don't have any incentive to lie about like what is happening uh, in Gaza, because I think at this point, the death total, the death count is like at closer to 3000. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's like, I mean, I've completely I can't like social media has rendered itself like very hard to use anymore. Like anytime I'm looking at tweets now, like I'm like I'm looking just to see like where else things are reported and things like that. Um, but yeah, like to your point, it is it does feel very disorienting because I think from from any from most perspectives, you look at what is happening to innocent people being killed in mass and like the, the media is like doing stuff like on CNN. There was like that moment where there was like this military uh, like sort of talking head pundit going on and be like, and yeah, and, like this is kind of what a ground attack might look like. And then one of the anchors like, but like you're but you're cutting off like water and food and electricity like but like people aren't people going to like starve to death. Like what's going to happen? The guy's like, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a little callous, but like this is war. Right. And like, so you're even seeing like how quickly like someone had a moment of clarity to be like, this is bad. And like, no, no, it's, it's war. It's war. Did you hear? They're bad. Yeah. And it's war. So we have all to put people, that out of our. All the children are bad. The thousands of children are bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I've got friends who are Israeli. I've got friends who are Palestinian. And like, ultimately for me, it's like, I just care about my friends and hope that their families are okay yeah that's why right. i think and most people are calling for a ceasefire exactly. yeah know, like, yeah totally even like the parents of people who have had their children kidnapped who are like you know saying like please i don't want more bloodshed it's wild because those voices are being like you know just doled out but it's frustrating that like like i want to be more educated about this stuff and i think that it's just so difficult to find like you know, other than you said, just like facts and figures from NGOs, it's like so difficult to find, you know, something that does not have some like specific point of view that it's trying to push, you know, like that is covering this stuff in any sort of real way. So it's like even trying to like be educated on what's happening so I can have like, you know, conversations with my friends about it is just like insanely difficult. <laughs> sure. I think because, you know, people, this is like so like traumatizing for people, yeah. you know, that uh when you have a vested interest in like a specific community i've seen people like i've seen like my own friends evolve from like at like just righteous anger into like a little bit sort of like wait but like what the fuck is going on like i'm not sure like what i want to advocate for and who i'm advocating for but i think at the end of the day like it's at least for me personally is just looking at the you know like 
the like the news is doing a really good job too of like just kind of showing you like destroyed buildings yeah. and rubble yeah. whereas before when you saw what was happening to the people in Israel they were like it was much more visceral and yeah. I think that really excuses people to not understand the level of violence that people are actually experiencing in Gaza because you can look at that and go, that just looks like a pile of concrete that used yeah. to be a house that people were inside of. Like, I feel it like wasn't there's just... a history of United States like uh, news watching where like building rubble is a thing that you're just like, oh, that's something that happens in other country. Like, and we we can turn brain off. And right. Well, and, yeah. And zooming in a bit further to understand like the humanity of like what is happening as people try and dig people out of rubble and things like that. That's when it becomes like the scale of it is is completely overwhelming. When I, I feel like it's it's um you know it's opening up a lot of wounds in you know it, it just like native communities that I'm a part of because mm -hmm. like you know like my people and a lot of my friends' peoples were like also victims of attempted genocides and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like it's. You know, it's it's definitely like there's that level to it, too, about like, you know, talking to my different friend groups about this. And, you know, I mean, like the U.S. government can be a fuck about this stuff. It's like when the um, Standing Rock Dakota Access Pipeline protests were happening in like 2015, 2016, like initially when the news media was reporting about it, they referred to the Standing Rock Sioux protesters as like horse thieves who deserve to get sprayed yeah. by water in zero degree conditions. You know, Jesus like Christ. so it's like you can kind of. You can like see that, I don't know, it's like, it's just seeing that type of thing applied to, you know, something like this where literally just like masses of human life is being lost. It's just like disgusting, you know? Yeah. 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 And again, it, it just reinforces the, the thing that we see all the time is that like the violence committed by the state is the only legitimate form of violence and should not be questioned. And I think that's yeah. it's like real murky because most, you know, like, like your community, my community has experienced that where state violence is the legitimate form of violence and any others it's like off like it's just uh yeah again so like i can see why it's it's overwhelming for many people and my heart just continues to like yeah same same fucking bleed for people who are pleading for peace because they know this is only going to end with just more fucking death and destruction and that's yeah it's just difficult and like yeah i think again like i've We've said, I mean, I've said this a million times, but we have to really think about what our place is in this, too. Not to say that, like, individually we are responsible, but it's it like that's where I, you know, to, to see the, the horrifying shit play out and what the U.S. is a party to, like, is just serves as a reminder why we need, like, leaders who are looking at a different way of looking at the planet rather than yeah. this, like, this, like, macho man, fuck you, I'll blow you up style of shit because it's we're seeing like it's it's falling apart rapidly yeah speaking of controversial issues let's get back to candy corn just kidding <laughs> thank <laughs> no, you no, yeah, yeah kidding kidding, <laughs> kidding yeah but I, I agree with everything that you're saying for sure all right let's uh let's take a quick break and we'll be right back you like to watch new stuff right Zygang? i know i do well go to hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and 
Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. Mm -hmm. And so I guess October 16th, two days ago, was the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah! Yeah, we did it. Hell yeah! (laughs) We did it! Time passed. Speaking of racist caricatures. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it is good to see that there are people pushing back on this monoculture of Disney. Oh, wait, sorry. It's people who are like, it should be more racist. Oh, right, right. Daily Wire co-CEO Jeremy Boring, yes, the man behind this terrible entertainment platform, literally named Boring, kicked off a video announcing his new company called BentKey uh, with a rant about how Disney is trying to indoctrinate our kids adding that while Disney still uses Walt's name, he's like on a nickname basis with Walt Disney, they have all but abandoned his legacy, presumably meaning his legacy of racism and anti-Semitism. But they... (laughs) Come back home, Walt. Yeah. So they go on to announce a new app, which will feature licensed program and also original children's shows, including Chip Chip Chilla. That's That's a mouthful. Yeah. 
So it's just chip chilla. It's about a it's just a bluey ripoff with chinchillas instead of dogs. A fucking terrible bluey ripoff. Just yeah. yeah. A terrible bluey ripoff featuring the voice of Rob Schneider. Yes. <laughs> you gotta have the canceled, the voice of the canceled to yes. power this kind of creative endeavor. And I, like it's wild when you look at this, the pictures of Chip Chilla are so it's just like so blatant that it's a ripoff of blue. Don't they understand how kids' minds work? As a kid, I rejected anything that I suspected of being not the genuine article. You know what I mean? If it's like oh, you were too good for GoBots, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like you know, if you're you're you're, you're my, my mom, be like, oh, we we got that at home, and I'm like, right. we don't have that at home. It's in the store. The thing you have at home is like this other version, or it's like there's this other toy that's like the thing I like. It's like it's not the thing. So I can't imagine there would be kids who are like seeing this and they're like, I want Bluey. Like, right. Even, I, unless you're you able to start kids, them off on this early, you know. Don't you think the a, kids will inherently respond well to Chip Chilla's inherently uh, more heteronormative household roles where <laughs> Rob Schneider's father character is a distinctly alpha father named yeah. Chum Chum? Chip Chilla is also... Uh, homeschooled because his family doesn't trust the school system. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost definitely. When are those ones going to come out too? Like where it's like the teacher at school said I needed to get a shot to keep the other kids safe. Right. Like, um, inevitably, right? That's yeah. actually, I'm kind of, obs- okay, so like I write a lot of, I write for kids TV a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I'm seeing this new story, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> like yeah, sure, part right? of me thinks like, oh yeah, this is insane. But part of me is also thinking like, what sort of crazy bullshit could I pitch to them to get them to buy? Like, if I just right. pitch, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Firearms, where instead of turning into turtles, they turn into guns. Yeah, right. Yes. They'd be like, sold, 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 sold. Or just, like, Garfield, but instead of hating Mondays, he hates being woke. And that's why he's always <laughs> napping. <laughs> or, like, instead of Thomas the Tank Engine, it's just, like, Thomas the Tank Cannon or something. Yeah, right, Pro-military. Exactly. Would they be like, hell yeah, sign me up. Thomas, yeah, Thomas the Crowd Disbursement Vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, um, the people are complaining. Go, Thomas. He's the yeah. train that broke up that Union protest with, like, <laughs> machine guns Jesus. on the back. Yeah. yeah. Or he's the thing that, like, yeah, crashed in, like, East Palestine, that tr- horrible train derailment. It's like, um, they're, they're, yeah. dis- they're, they're, they're mischaracterizing me. <laughs> Wait, uh, can I pitch you all my dream Daily Wire project? Yes. Please. Okay, so um, it's about a vampire who, instead of drinking your blood with fangs, he injects vaccines into you with fangs. <laughs> his, his name is his. Get this. His name is Vacula. Oh, wow. yeah. vaccine Dracula. I think that it stars uh, Scott Bayo, uh, canceled actor Scott Bayo, as like a cop who got canceled just for doing what's right or something yeah, like that. Exactly. I think that He's it's like, revealed halfway through the Vacula is Hunter Biden and also Joe Biden's a villain too. Okay. Yes, of course. And there's definitely going to be a line of dialogue in this movie where the Scott Bayo canceled cop is holding a shotgun and a, and a scientist is telling him like, you just got to trust the science on this. Uh, why don't you just like look at our research and appreciate it? And then Scott Bayo will say, I do my own research and then cock a shotgun. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, hell yeah. Like, yeah. Now, is I'm there room in. for uh, Dean Kane and Kevin Sorbo in this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, there's got to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of heroes in this movie. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. James so look, Woods. Da- Daily yeah, Wire, yeah. if you're listening to this, hit me up. I think we could have, um, you know, Rob Schneider could play Vacula. Or like, who's that former SNL guy who's like, who was Goat Boy Jim on Brewer? SNL? Yeah, Jim Brewer Jim could be Vacula. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> 
He would be. He's good, a yeah. mess, dude. Have you seen his stand up recently? <laughs> oh, it's insane. <laughs> it's fucking it's morbidly bad. Yeah. Like it's like not even it's bad to a point where you're like, if that movie The Wrestler were about a stand up, like it's like we're seeing that version, like Mickey Rourke is just like a down and out. Like it's just it's so <laughs> it's so distressing. But what's okay, so what's wild about it is the stand up the jokes are bad. But he's performing largely in front of churches and like very right wing friendly audiences. Yeah. And if you if you listen to the audience, it's like they're watching like Eddie Murphy's Raw. Like it's just yeah. they're like eating it up. Right. It's because like all, he does like this thing where he'll be like, and then you got like these Democrats, the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Who are like, <laughs> like he just does these like just over the top like just like guttural sounds and stuff. You're like, exactly. Yeah, he's that's like, what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I think there's something where it's just like the Democrats sound like parakeets. They're always like, trust the science, Bacar, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? so it's yeah. Like, that's, his, that's his that's his closer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jeez. Thank you so much. I'm Jim Brewer. And I'm... All right. Uh, Thanks, you could hear me on an upcoming episode of Chip Chilla playing a racist yeah. cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who actually saves the day, it turns out. Yeah. 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 He's got some interesting things to say. Yeah, about. a racist cop who has some some real truths he's saying or whatever. <laughs> but they're also doing like live action, right? Like on this yeah. bent oh, key oh, yeah. platform. They've got one uh, Kid Explorer, a show called Kid Explorer. That appears to be like a recruitment tool for the U.S. military. They they all they all appear to be a recruitment tool for the U.S. Yes. military. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, even Chip Chilla is about being like, hey, and if you're too weak bodied, we can still use you in like a drone operating trailer. Who knows? You know, there's also apparently uh, the other Daily Wire movies they released. They came up with a movie called Terror on the Prairie in 2022. Yeah, and part of me is like, part of me wants to watch the trailer. And then another part of me is like, oh, I know that's going to be racist. And that's going to be so <laughs> yeah. racist. Terror yeah. on the Prairie sounds like it could be something that's poignant. Right. But it's just going to go the other way. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. It, it did go the other way. Also, in terms of box office, it made a total of $804. At the bottom, <laughs> I'm just saying if they I would green light, fucking hurt my throat laughing. Like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying if they would green light Vacula, that would make twice that. Oh yeah, yeah. Vacula yeah. would kill. By the way, it does reflect our like we we've talked before about so, something in my childhood made me think that Dracula had hollow fangs that sucked the blood through the fangs. Oh yeah, yeah, hollow like yeah, like yeah. a like yeah, like a reverse cobra or something. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, people, I I don't think that was an assumption made by everyone. But uh, no, we kind of mentioned Dracula it on the show. Proves it, yeah, yeah. Or we're we're team hollow. We've been hollow fans. We're team hollow fans. Yeah, I'm team hollow. I'm I'm, I'm on okay. board for that. All right, cool. Like, yeah, update the update the Rhesus commercial. So there's like two holes. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. So you can see. One, oh, there were. Track? I think but I I'm, think Reese's is, is hollow Reese's team hollow fang. Yeah, I think. So. Okay. But I'm just saying, what if instead of having hollow fangs, he had fangs that had little syringes that came out well, of them? Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. Look, I'm those, hard selling vacuum. <laughs> those fangs go two ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we were saying the logic of the Reese's being Team Hollow Fang wasn't because of the indents, but because what the indents represented was it yeah, they sipped out all the peanut the, butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sucked yeah, all the yeah, peanut yeah. butter. I was talking about like how you represent... It doesn't matter uh, because I I don't understand geometry. Okay, so, so I, I guess okay. That. So my my so my bump there is that I'm I'm also very much Team Hollow Fang, 
But mm-hmm. like blood is a liquid. I feel like mm-hmm. if you drank peanut butter like you drank blood, you'd like choke, right? Total mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would just clog up your fangs. Yeah, clog up your fangs. Yeah. The dentist would be like, oh, man, you doing the peanut butter thing again? I told you it's hard <laughs> to get out. Also, yeah. I feel like that would be like a real pain to clean inside your fangs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody, said, nobody said this Dracula stuff was going to be easy, man. It's <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a mess. You're, you've been turned by him. You're like, what it's the fuck, man? Like the maintenance and shit on the fangs. You never told me. It's like, hey, man. <laughs> no, yeah, I got to buy. Yeah, it was easy. <laughs> yeah, I got as, that song as, as, as you're sadly cleaning your fangs with pipe cleaners. <laughs> like, Tiny little pipe cleaners going yeah. in the points of your fangs. This Wait, this like speak. new explorer, though, these images from the new explorer show are fucking like. You can already tell, right? Like, there's a kid in, like, a fucking bomber jacket in front of, like, a Aviators F-16. Just in like, front of yeah, F-16. man, this is, how we, this is how we make it rain. And then another one that seems like a Revolutionary War soldier, but with a Thompson gun. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what they're going to say here. I don't know what kind of cool stuff they're going to be saying. His facial expression <laughs> suggests he's in the middle of murdering someone. The of the Revolutionary War kid is like... This, it, or, yeah, it has the feeling of, like, a 90s toy commercial. Yes. Where it's yeah. like, fight the Redcoats. Yeah! <laughs> like, you know, like that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, they're also, uh, on that note, they're making a rival Snow White movie where, yes. get this, Snow White's played by a white woman. Oh, yes. hell That's yeah. That's the big change. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They've been really upset about the Snow Like, it seems like the Snow White thing is the whole impetus behind this. Right. It just They've been so mad that the star of Disney's actual Snow White, which they might have to change the title to Disney's actual Snow White, Rachel <laughs> Ziegler, had the gall to call the original movie uh, dated. It came out in 1937. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I actually rewatched it for the Bechdel cast, and it's not just dated. It is, like, the most profoundly sexist. Like, if you do a close reading of the movie, like, what it's saying about Snow White is, yeah, it's like, like if you if you kiss a lady while she's asleep, she has to love you. Yes, <laughs> and if she only like every time she does something, she is putting herself in danger. She's just like dizzily wandering into life threatening situations the entire movie. She like runs away from the hunter and like runs into the woods and passes out and is like <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of wild animals. And the only reason the wild animals don't like eat her is because she's like really pretty when she's asleep. And then she also almost gets murdered. She like break breaks into the seven dwarves home and like falls asleep in their bed. They almost murder her with a pickaxe. She rolls over <laughs> in her sleep and they're like, oh, she's so pretty. And then like when she, she eats a poisoned apple. Like that is clearly put like the person giving it to her yeah, is like, overtly like, like it was, a wish. Like it was witch. given it to you by a talking snake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then the only thing that saves her there is again when she's asleep. Like she has to be asleep for good things to happen. Be, like be beautiful and passive to yeah. succeed. Be yeah. beautiful and passed out is yeah, literally right. the message Yikes. of the it's yeah. fucked. So yeah. what do you think the message will be with this one, huh? Probably the same. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they could even do it, but I'm sure they could. Like, it, it feels like the, they'll find We're a way to make it. updating it terrible. for modern times. You're yeah. Like, are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Daily Wire will find a way. Yes. They'll find, yeah, yeah, yeah. As they always do. Yeah. The teaser trailer 
suggests the movie has not been shot yet, but uh, <laughs> do, does reveal that they cast a white actress as Snow White and also have access to stock footage of a national park. Okay, okay, but, that's something. That's yeah, something. but yeah, their their movies up to this point have averaged uh, two hundred thirty six thousand dollars at the worldwide box office. Oh, and this is these are movies produced by. Ben Shapiro person who like went to see Barbie on opening day and like did created like seven hours of content just railing about like how yeah, evil like he destroys Barbie for three <laughs> hours or whatever <laughs> yeah. that video is called. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it tanked the box office for Barbie, but nobody went yeah. to see it after. Yeah. He just, his, yeah. Uh, he, he really got his way. So that is really funny. Like how heavily the go woke, go broke brigade was like, Really attacking the Barbie movie only for it to make one one to make one point five billion dollars of profit, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. like just the most successful movie. Yeah, ever. yeah. Yep, go broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too bad they went broke. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ours. That's why you really want to be shooting for around two hundred thirty k. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the real. Or like eight hundred dollars over yeah, five yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, it made two hundred billion dollars, but did it make eight hundred dollars? Checkmate, yeah. woke, woke exactly. brigade. They have been defending the mo- the movie's performance by being like, we didn't even like put it out in wide release, like they wouldn't have if they could have. <laughs> yeah, like they, yeah, that was yeah. a choice that they made. Uh, actually, we don't even want people to see this movie. That's like the whole point, dude. And that's why you don't get it. That's why you're like a part of the mainstream, like fucking echo chamber, bro. Get out of here. But no, legit. Like, that's something that I'm kind of thinking about with like all of this stuff is like the specifically Daily Wire stuff is like, is this just Ben Shapiro trying to steal money from VC funders? Like, because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like this feels like a tax scheme. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Man, damn, took huge losses on all those movies. Yeah, like yeah. The co- yeah. Like, what are the budgets? Because that's where you're really going to see the magic in the in the accounting happen. Right. Well, Joey, as always, such a pleasure having you on yeah. the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, see your stuff, all that good stuff? So, uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me. Everybody, check out my Comedy Central digital series, Gone Native, um, which is a series of animated PSAs about weird microaggressions that Native folks run into just on a daily basis. One of my favorite episodes is called. Every time you say something is your spirit animal, you have to give every Native American person you know $25. <laughs> so far, nobody's Venmoed me, but I feel like it's going to happen. You can check out all the episodes at gonenative.tv. And um, there's a page for each episode that also includes links to, um, you know, sort of deep dives and um, think pieces and research about kind of these different microaggressions and why people should stop doing them. Yeah. Um, and then you can check me out on social media. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Blue Sky and TikTok at Joey Tainment. And then you can find me on Instagram and threads at Joey Clift with like five or six eyes. And uh, yeah, so follow me on the socials. Check out Gone Native at GoneNative.tv and uh, listen to more of the Daily Zeitgeist. guys. This is a delightful show. Oh, hey. you're the best. Thank you so much. Is there a work of media that you've been enjoying besides the ones that you've been creating? Have you had yeah, time so- to enjoy other works of media? OK, so I would say that uh, there's a tweet that popped up on my timeline yesterday that I really enjoyed. It's a tweet from a little unknown figure called at Elon Musk. Uh, it's a <laughs> oh boy! New, it's a New Yorker c- cartoon featuring two boxers. And the cartoon says, in this corner, a man who describes everything as Orwellian. And in this corner, a guy who loves saying Kafka-esque. And then Elon posted this cartoon without attribution. And then with the text, I use both words a lot, laugh emoji. And I guess that what, what's so funny to me about this 
is that just where we're at in society is I don't follow Elon Musk, but in order to use Twitter, I have to like it just forces you have to find that it's like it forces his bad jokes onto my timeline. <laughs> so we're just in this level of oligarchy where I just have to be invaded by the thoughts of a billionaire constantly. And that uh, is very both hilarious to me and also very dark about the state of where we are in society. <laughs> yeah, I use them both. It's just, yeah, it's just like getting uh, yeah. a live stream of what's going on with him as, yeah. as it relates to memes yeah, that he I, saw today. I guess it's like the comparison would be if you live in like medieval Europe and whenever the king has a funny joke, he like shouts it out of the window of his castle. And if right. you as a peasant don't chuckle at his joke, you get executed. Right. Yeah. It's like, like that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> I feel like back then it would have been seen as too pathetic if like the town crier came out and was like, hear ye, hear ye. The king said something kind of funny that made some people laugh, or at least he thought it was. Here it is. Everybody line up and get ready to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then if you don't the laugh, king has just... new material. Please, everyone, come, come quickly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. your highness. All right. Thank you, my loyal subjects. So a family goes in for an audition. Uh, where they want to do a new act. It's a mother, a father, and I'm like, oh, no. And it's like, this is the funny part. Why aren't you laughing? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. I, I said guess. the aristocrats. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just funny that, like, our kind of our main source of communicating as a society now also includes just this crazy billionaire who owns it and yeah. says stupid shit that we have to listen to. <laughs> who, if he could murder us for not laughing... Oh, under, on yeah, the he, grounds he of could, us and being would. clearly <laughs> infected with the woke mind virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, he would, he would do that. If he would, like, unleash the war of the world robots, like, on populations to, like, just literally be like, just, you didn't laugh at that tweet. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's yeah. how we know he's not as smart as his fanboys think he is. Because if he could do that, he would. But he doesn't. He just is not that good at making machines. He just takes other people's machines and finds ways to make profit off of them. Miles, yes. where can people find you? What's the work of media you've been enjoying? I've been on Instagram at Miles of Gray. I know I said that real clear, and you already know what I meant. Uh, you can also find us on the basketball podcast, Miles and Jack Got Mad, Mad Boosties. Boosties. And also find me on 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. And also The Good Thief. All eight episodes out now. Uh, tweet I like is from Will Sennett at Sen underscore Spud. Uh, tweeted, my grandpa just texted me. I'm so proud of Millie Bobby Brown. But here's the <laughs> kicker. My grandpa died before I was born. <laughs> so stupid. Fucking Will thing, but, uh, you love it. You love it. You love it, don't you, folks? Uh, a couple tweets I've been enjoying. Eden Dranger tweeted, before buying something online, ask yourself. Do I want to get an email from this company for the rest of my life? <laughs> and then Katie Delaney tweeted, the movie Final Destination was really like, we got your ass. Now you're afraid of a cool breeze, a leaky faucet, and the concept of electricity. Oh, yeah, I saw that tweet. That's a good tweet. Oh, my God. Yeah, fucking pools. Every time I think about like going in a pool, I'm fucking scared. Wait, of. why? what happened to that one? You never saw the one where, like, the person got sucked to the bottom of the pool by the pool oh, drain? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put that... I remember having to watch that shit. Again, you know, I don't like the horror shit, yeah. but I remember... Every time I think that. about putting my 
like sealing my asshole over the pump of a pool. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody's asshole pop. gets yeah, like right. oh, disemboweled yeah. by uh, the suction of a pool pump. It happens all the time. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that is, of course, I should let you know that's implied. And when I go on a pool, I immediately race to the bottom and stick my asshole on the uh, cannonball. Pool. That's <laughs> why he's always cannonballing. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like a cat rubbing its head on something. Uh, <laughs> so the there he goes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, For where now. we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what's a, what's a song? I almost said, what's a what song? What is a song? Hmm. What's a song? Huh, <laughs> First, sorry, this is going to be a long episode, guys. Uh, what's a song? And then, <laughs> uh, secondly... Yeah, and what's a song? I like? So we're going to go out on this track called Home by a group called Coco Roco. K-O-K-O-R-O-K-O. Uh, they're a group of uh, artists out of London, and they play sort of like this fusion of like jazz with Afrobeat uh, music. And this one's just, like a nice like guitar playing with some really nice vocals. Very soothing, very soothing, easy to listen to. You know, even no matter what genre you're used to listening, you're used to listening to, you're you're gonna like this. It's called Home by Coco Roco. There we go. All right. Well, we will link off to that in the footnotes, footnotes. as well as Gone Native, uh, which mm-hmm. can't Gone recommend Native. enough. <laughs> Gone, uh, Native. Gone Native. <laughs> the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcaster, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning, back this afternoon, to tell you what is trending. And we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.